Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about board games, cousins, and Colin Firth. If you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There will be more chat and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Ah, good days. Bush, stop. Kissing the wall. What the heck? Honestly, we get to this time of year. I'm not lying. We get to this time of year and something happens to Bush, my my gorgeous colleague and co-host on this show. Good day, Bush. Hello. Um, yeah, what's going on, mate? You're very, very frisky. I, it... I feel a bit demob happy. Yeah. I feel a bit end of term. I feel I a bit know. bring a toy into school yes. because it's nearly over. Decorate your classroom. Decorate your classroom. Oh, I love those things at school. What what game would you bring in? What was your favourite game from back then that you brought in? Clackers. Oh. Bleak and unfestive piece of string with two heavy plastic balls, one on each end. We've talked about this before, Bush. Yeah, I really want to get a clacker. It sounds great. Um, or do I get a pair of clackers? Sounds, sounds painful either it way. All sounds it? wrong. What game would you bring in, Bush, out of your... How many board games do you actually know, Mr King of board games? I think I've got about 35. Oh, my days. What a bore. What a bore. And we were just talking before the show started about my fiancé not being able to be pinned down on a particular date to marry me. This is why. I'm too boring. (laughs) I've just bored her to tears. Um, I I would bring in Kaplunk. That was the game from back then we used to love. With all the little sticks and the marbles. for Kaplunk. It was so good. Do you know which is a very overrated board game, Bush? Seriously. It promises much, but when you actually get into it, it delivers little. Uh Ludo. Oh, is that the one where you could send someone home? Is it like you you got like you got little pieces and you yes. send them back? They look like little sort of traffic cones, That's and it. you travel with them for hours around forever. the board. Yeah, you do a colour. You're like red or blue, and then you have to do like five of them. <laughs> And it's just endless travel, and then that's it. Do you know what it reminds me of? I, I think if you've had a holiday like this, you get it. Um, if you had a bad family holiday where it's rained lots and you've stayed somewhere and they've got, like, one dusty old board game in the house. Yes. I think we went on a terrible holiday to Swanage, and it tipped down, and we played Ludo all, like, week, and I was just sick of it at the end. I want to put this one in the mix for one of the worst games I've ever played. Uh, we were given it as a family for Christmas in the 70s. <laughs> I don't know anyone else on the planet who's ever played this game. I wonder if you know it, Bush. Oh, it's intriguing. Cabby. Cabby? Yeah. The board is basically a map of London. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds yes, awful, I know. Isn't it? It's terrible. You are a cab. And as far as I remember, all you do is throw the dice and go round London in a cab. Nothing happens. Wow. There's no money at stake. There's no prizing. Have you ever heard of cabbie? I've never heard of cabbie. Well, so you just r- throw dice and then you get just get stuck in traffic yes. in London and moan, like yes. taxi drivers do. We played it one summer holiday. There was nothing else to do in 1970s Leatherhead. <laughs> we played it for about six weeks. Oh, I wonder if it's still around, because some of these cabbie. things are worth loads of money if you look on yeah. eBay now, old board games. What about Monopoly? What was your view on Monopoly? Love Monops. I don't like the new thing where you get the... Um, Credit card. How weird is that? What's the point of that? The whole point of Monopoly was counting out the lucre. Yes. Having, you know, actually counting out the money yourself, not exactly. having it on a card like machine. It's weird, chip and pin. Key question hat, boat, boot, dog, or the other one? Iron. Iron. I used to be a little tiny dog. Tiny little dog. Yeah. What were you? Which one were you in it? I quite like the boot, actually. 
Old boot with like the, the yeah. little handle on the end. Yeah, thanks, Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was Old nothing personal. Yeah. No, you said it. They were your words. Old boot. Thanks very much. Oh, I'm, well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> On the other end of the scale, though, you said kaplunk. I mean, I, oh, I would I have given my right leg to have owned a, a kaplunk. Uh, other good board... Mousetrap. Mousetrap was great. You used to spend oh. about an hour and a half setting it up. Do you remember my that? My friend Karen had it. We never had it at home. So many little bits. Yeah. What about Operation? Loved it. Shaky hand and a little buzzer goes off on his nose. Yeah, we inherited somebody else's Operation and it was really good, although the buzzer didn't quite work properly. Allowed ch- a cheating. Yeah. But weirdly, it was kind of a strange thing if you played it as a young kid, because I think it gave you quite a skewed idea of what the human anatomy was about. Exactly. Like you had like a fishbone in your knee and stuff like that, or a uh, spanner in your shoulder. And a bucket in your bladder. <laughs> I know, which, weird. Which, you know, might come true. <laughs> right, time for the podcast. Oh, I love a Christmas poddy. Here we go. What do we got in here? We need some. We need some. Oh, that's quite jingly. Isn't that quite sensory? Hey! Look at that. Perfect timing there as well. Very strong. Here's a question from the office. Come on, get a move on. For you, Mel. And the question is. It takes so long. God, so hard to get this open. This little rolled up bit of paper. Milking it. Come on. Get a move on. What film is better to watch at Christmas time, Love Actually or The Holiday? Oh, hang on. Now, remind me, The Holiday I is... I don't know that one. That's the one where Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz do a house swap and I literally can't remember what happens. Never heard of that film before in my it's life. It's fun. It's fun. I, the, bit of, the bit of Love Actually that I really, really love with all my heart is the story of Colin Firth and his Portuguese cleaner. <laughs> Have you seen it? It's one of the stories, and it is the most touching, wonderful, funny. I love Colin Firth, lads. He's, isn't he lovely? I absolutely love him. Lovely chap. I love everything he does. He's brilliant. Is he a nice guy in real life? I sat in front of him at the theatre once, and he was with his family, and he gave across very nice vibes. I, I didn't even turn around and look at him, although I was desperate to <laughs> say hello to him. But I didn't, because I thought you were with your family, and you're having some family time. That's very considerate of you. I know. You're a really nice person as well. I thought he looked lovely. And his wife looked lovely. They're all lovely. They the are. Firths. Every one of the Firths. Thumbs up. Yeah. Now, listen ye up. It's Melody on Magic. It is Saturday afternoon. It's very, 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 very close to Crimbo. Hope you're having a very, very good pre-Crimbo weekend so far. It is time. Oh, there's a Christmassy edge to that music today for some reason. I'm imagining a sleigh yeah. going through a forest. Yes. And we're on it in furs, Bush. And, and if you listen uh, close enough, you can hear the little jingle of bells in the background. There they are. There, there they are. <laughs> That's so weird. That is the magic of Christmas right there, folks. Um, now, you might be thinking, what the heck is going on with this pair of, of buffoons? Well, this is what happens. Every week, we like to nominate something. Something in life that usually goes unnoticed and unsung, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the little things in life. And we give them a platform to be celebrated for yeah. as how good they are. Yeah, we write them down in our ledger, which is gold. And then uh, Bush does a lovely drawing to illustrate. Are we nearly halfway through the book? I think Mate, we're filling it up pretty quickly. We are very, very close to halfway. It's amazing. It's a tome. We'll have to bury it as a time capsule yes, at some point in the future. Bush. Yeah. Yes. Now, I'm going to nominate something today, which I really, really love. 
And no one ever gives them their due. Oh, no. Cousins. <laughs> cousins? I love cousins. I think they should be celebrated. Will you invite your cousins to your wedding, Bush? Oh, absolutely. There's All a lot of them? Of, there's a lot of them. How many Bush cousins? I reckon, in Liverpool-wise, there's probably about 14 or 15. <gasps> They're everywhere. So good. Everywhere. I love my cousins and I would like to dedicate this next song to my cousin Charlie, who is an absolute ruddy ledger of ledge himself. He sounds like a good egg, Charlie. Oh, he's a cracking good egg. Good egg. Uh, So if you could please, in the form of ink and nib, formulate your version of cousins. Thank you very much indeed, Bush. Bush, I'd like you, please, I'm going to present my lower leg to you. Really rocking the MJ today. Oh, yeah. I'm rocking the Jackson man. Crop trouser, short sock and a loafer. What's going on there? I can really genuinely see you doing a very, very reasonable moonwalk in those. You want to have a go? Let's see if you, you can do it. You for it. It's not the carpet for it, I'll be honest with you. I know, just bear, bear with me because it really isn't that I haven't got the tools. What? Mel, you can do it. She's got it. I'm not joking, dear listeners. Was that uh, all right? Mel can moonwalk, Come proper on. moonwalk. How do you learn to do that? Oh, it's just natural skill. <laughs> That's I can, amazing. I can do most dances, you'll find. Um, oh, wow. come on now. It is time for Bush's Red Letter Day. <laughs> Bush, we know it's Saturday. We're loving the fact that it's Saturday lunchtime here on Magic, but what day Actually, is it? You're going to love this, guys. It's December the 9th, which means it's World Pastry Day. Ooh. Celebrating pastry around the world. Lovely. Here's three amazing facts about pastry. Good. Pastries were first brought to Europe during the Muslim invasion of the 7th century and quickly captured the imagination of European chefs. Wowzers. Second fact, the original donuts of New England did not get its name because of the presence of any nuts. They were actually pastries with, without holes and were made in the shape and size of walnuts and hence they were named donuts. Ooh, I don't like the idea of a donut shaped like a walnut and small with no hole. It's a bit like a cricket ball, a bit weird, weird. isn't it? Weird, weird. Final fact about pastries, uh, the world Guinness record, let me say that again because that doesn't make any sense. The Guinness World record for the most expensive meat pie ever sold yeah. goes to the Fence Gate Inn in Lancashire yeah. which sold its pie for £8,195. How comes? I don't know. £1,000 a slice it was to eight guests November the 14th, 2005. What flavour was it? I just like some kind of meat pie. Was it water crust? I'm not too sure. There's no details. Have you ever made pastry, Bush? Never. Nor have I. I always cheat. I always buy the pre-done stuff. Same. And do you then pass it off as your own? I would never, I'd never lie about it. Because I always watch uh, Come Dine With Me and if you ever try and lie that you made it, they always find out in the end. Do you do a bit of lying about it? Yeah. Do you? So this is the season of mince pies, Mm -hmm. ofs. Yeah. What I do is I have shop-bought pastry, shop-bought mincemeat, whack the two together, distress them and cover with icing sugar. (sighs) And everyone thinks I've been making them for years. What a tasty deception. Yeah, I know. I know, it's a bit naughty, isn't it? I bet you must love it, though, when people don't realise. Just chuckle to yourself. I do. With a bit of icing powder around your face. Exactly. (laughs) 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 Oh, the Christmas elves have come early. (laughs) Bush, lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. In this second hour. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I must ask you, well, I want to ask you, I, 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 it, I'm I, actually interested. Um, how's your week been? Hey, Mel, thank you for asking. My week's been all right. It's been about a decision, which I need your help with. Oh, I love a decision. Come on. About to get our Christmas tree. Going to buy it this week. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on, Bush. <laughs> I've got beef with this already. What's your problem? Last 
last year you revealed on air that you had your Christmas tree up mm. and you took it down on Boxing Day. Done and dusted, Christmas has passed. Still stand by that decision. Uh, so why are you even asking me about it? You know it's it, it's an anger point with me. Oh, but I, I thought maybe I could build bridges by trying to involve you in the discussion about what type of tree to get. Not if you're going to take it down on Boxing Day, my friend. We'll deal with that issue when it happens, Mel. But let's get the damn thing up to start with, shall we? And the big, All right. The big problem is this, and this is why I need your help, is do I go for real tree or a fakie? And I think fakies have upped their game over the years, haven't they? Because real tree, brilliant, it smells great and stuff, but there's a lot of pain with it because you can't get it in the car. It drops needles everywhere. You've got to buy that weird metal shoe for it, which was never part of the deal when you picked it up in the first place. Weird metal shoe. Do you know what? I don't care. Oh, Mel. Because I know that you're going to throw it away on Boxing Day. If you can promise me, hand on heart, right. that you will keep it up until <laughs> at least Epiphany, which is January the 6th, yeah. then maybe I'll entertain having a conversation with you about it. Well, can we, can we meet in the middle? Because you say January the 6th, which is mm-hmm. just crazy. I mean, it's into a new year. It's to a be, whole different year. Yeah, to be fair, the branches are bare and the needles have totally dropped and it's a bit bleak. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, Christmas well and truly over by then. So, all right, I'll do you a deal. Cut you a deal. Yeah. I keep my Christmas tree, whether it's real or fake, up until January the 2nd. That's very, very good. I thought you were going to say the 29th of December. I was going to offer that as my initial uh, starting point, but let's, for the sake of a festive cheer, January the 2nd. I am very, very happy with that bush. That's Now, what were you going to say? Christmas trees. Let's talk about them. I'm totally open. Real or fake? Fake trees have got a lot better in recent times. You can pack them up at the end. Are they good enough, though? Are they good enough? They're pretty realistic, Mel. Are they? I think they are now. Are they? What, what, What sort of feeling do you get when you rub your hand on a fake tree? I think, oh, wow, I thought this was real. But actually, look, it's plastic. Hmm. Do you often rub trees? Well, I quite like the fact that there is the danger element with a real tree. My mum twanged her eye really badly in the 80s. She ended up in cash. Oh, really? Yeah, she was in cash for like five hours. Off a Christmas tree? Pranged her eye, yeah. Wow, that sounds painful. I know, but I quite like the jeopardy involved yeah. with the real tree. So I'm going to say to you, Bush, it's got to be a real tree. You get the smell, you get the needle drop, and you get the jeopardy of the eye prank. I do like the idea as well that with the real tree, and I've seen people do this, where you can put it in the back garden at the end and keep it alive until the yeah. next year as well. Or, or cut it up and put it into a nice fire. <laughs> And have the smell of Christmas past. Oh, that is nice, isn't it? Is that a it? bit bleak? Slightly bleak. No, it's like uh, incinerating your own tree to give the aroma of Christmas in one hit. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's the smell for me. Do yeah. you get do you get smell off a fake tree? No, you get plasticky, luggagey, I've been in a box for a year smell, which is not good. That's a good point. You might have sold me. Real tree it is. Real tree till the 2nd of Jan. Good lad. Putting the world to rights. Yeah. Big time. On our little potty. Yeah. Uh, right, Bushy. Let's do this. You look very thoughtful. What was that faraway look, Bush? What Just are you slightly, thinking? Slightly pensive. I have a horrible feeling that I might not have my house keys. <gasps> oh, matey. Just dawned on me. Oh, oh Horrible feeling I can't get back in the house. Now, what time are you due back in the house? 
Well, I'll probably be back at once this show ends, probably about five o'clock later on today. Okay. Uh, my other half is away th- today, oh. so I won't see her until probably nine or ten o'clock at night. Now, you're in a new gaff. Have you made friends enough with local people to give them a set of your spare keys? No. Not, not yet, not no. yet. I should have laid the groundwork with the neighbours. What's the security like? Can you... Can you? I can't get in. I, I've, yeah. I've added extra security myself because I'm quite a jumpy chap mm. and I can't get in. So what are you going to do? I don't know. I was just thinking about that then. Maybe I'll just sit in a coffee shop in the centre of Leon C and see what happens. Till 10? <laughs> It'll be a long stint, a lot of coffees. <laughs> oh, matey, I can't bear that. <laughs> I know, what am I going to do? Maybe no. I'll go for a swim, go to the cinema. Oh, that's a good idea. Swimmy cinny. Go and buy some trunks, go for a swim, dry myself down, straight to the cinema and then go home. Do you know, that's a really good idea. Cruise home at about 10.45 yeah. and hopefully she'll be back. Yeah, and then be like, I kind of planned it. Where do you normally keep your keys, Bush? Normally keep them by the little tiny... We've, got, we've bought like a thing that goes by the door with a mirror on it and, and, and uh, okay. coat hooks. Like a key holder. Key holder, that's the kind of... That's the word I'm after. And you are convinced that you didn't put the key on the key holder because you can't remember yourself doing the action of that. Yes, I can't reverse time and remember myself doing it. So Cher I'm pretty, can. Pushy, Cher, Cher can. She can turn back time. She can turn back time, but you can't. Damn, only Cher can do it. Oh, matey. Listen, either become Cher or follow through your plan by buying trunks, swimming and going to the cinema. Now, hmm, time to put on the starch. Time to have a little bleak snack. Something like a Ravita. It's Mel G on Magic. Time for... <laughs> Tell Mel you can ask me anything, but don't expect a nice reply. Hi Mel, it's Christina. I want to put a sickie from work this week to do some Christmas shopping. What's a good illness to pretend that I've got? I would say a rash, Christina. If you say you've got a rash, nobody wants to come near you. Either that or nits. Good luck. Next. Hey Mel, it's Danny. What's the maximum age it's okay to have a teddy bear on your bed? Ask him for a friend. Oh, Danny, Danny, you're not asking for a friend, are you? It's for yourself. I bet you've got some nasty little 1980s teddy. Probably in Tartan. Get rid of it soon. Get rid of your teddy, Danny. This is what it's all about. It's a smokescreen, isn't it? Next. Hey Mel, it's Millie. It feels all wintry and I need a new wintry look. Just by listening to the sound of my voice, can you suggest what winter items would look good on me? Oh, Millie, wintry look, wintry look. Yes, dear, it is winter. It's now December. Get real and get with it. Something in tweed, my dear, with a fur line would suit you well. Goodbye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more stuff and general nonsense like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.